It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. Today, we're going to start the show with some of James Rapine's eyewitness observations from yesterday at Bengals OTAs. They're only letting him watch practice on Tuesday for the next few weeks, unfortunately. So we will revisit some of the things we didn't talk about yesterday that James saw. And the way we're going to do this is James is going to tell me what he saw and I'm going to react and then we'll have a little bit of discussion. We're going to start there. We're going to talk a little bit about the future cap number, the NFL agreeing to a salary cap ceiling for 2022 and we're going to tie that in with the Jesse Bates extension conversation a little bit and his role on this team going forward finally the Bengals sign an undrafted free agent linebacker from 2020 to get him off waivers we'll talk about Joe Batchy to finish up the show today today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need go to rockauto.com and let them know they're locked on sent you James let's get started with observations Hit me with some of your most insightful and interesting observations that didn't have to do with Joe Burrow throwing. I'm sure when you weren't looking through your iPhone camera lens, your your telephoto iPhone lens at Joe Burrow in the distance, you were (laughs) observing other things at camp. Absolutely. So I actually am going to start with a question for you, Mr. Jake Lisko. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Let's uh, let's start with the bad news. So. Our um, our listeners have not liked it when I've done this in the past, but my personal feeling on this is I would rather get the bad stuff out of the way and then okay. get to the good stuff rather than start good and have a sour taste in my mouth. So I've done this before on shows where like I start with like, okay, here's the negative side. Here's the positive side. And I've and, and I've had listeners tell me, don't do that. And then I've done it the other way. And I feel like I've also had listeners tell me, don't do that. So listeners, there's good and bad. 
That's the way of the world. Deal with it. Hit me with the bag, James. The fifth overall pick had some drop issues on day one, and that's pretty apparent. And I, I think that, uh, heck, there's a couple videos I posted that, that showed a couple of them, but I didn't capture all of those on video. Had a member of the media like, hey, did he drop that? And while I'm not super concerned about Jamar Chase's drops, because a lot of this was going 20% speed, right? It's not like he was going 110% or even 75% a lot of the times. Um, walk through tight pace for a lot of this. It's also something like, well, if you're walking through, why do you have these drops? So should we be concerned, Jake, that the fifth pick had? I would say I remember for sure three drops. He dropped Joe Burrow's first pass of practice. He dropped one, uh, an over-the-shoulder type catch that he should have made. And obviously he's not being guarded here, so keep that in consideration. And then he dropped another one where he was running a slant that I think a lot of people uh, caught on camera and caught on video. So that's one that you probably saw. I know I had that one. Um, plus probably one more in there. Now, he did catch some passes too, Jake. Um, so big deal, not a big deal. Uh, to me, I, I think it's worth monitoring, but nothing more. I don't think that I'm remotely concerned about drops in the long term for Jamar Chase. It wasn't a problem for him at LSU. Receivers drop some passes every now and then. In his first practice, you know, I, I guess you could question the concentration level and, and have some concerns that, you know, is his head in the game for, for OTA practice, number one. But long term, I mean, I, I have a very hard time being concerned about that. You know, summer of 10,000 catches. If we need to do it again, we'll do it again. Joe Burrow's already showed that he's willing to stay late and get some extra reps in with his old college teammates. So, you know, if, if there's some drop issues, I feel like Joe Burrow is going to be pretty confident and comfortable saying, hey, Jamar, stick around. I'm going to throw you 20 more. You're going to catch the damn ball. And and that'll be fine. You know, we, we know he's a believer in the jugs machine as well. So, no, I, I don't think it's something that I'm necessarily concerned about. PFF, by the way, charted him at a 5.5% drop rate in 2019. And the one that really stands out to me, the one that I remember the most, is one that he just misjudged. It was a perfectly thrown ball from Joe Burrow in the end zone. And Jamar Chase is trying to track it over his shoulder. And his hands are just like six inches off and it just goes by his hands. And so that's the one that stands out to me the most, but it wasn't a, a frequent area of concern generally displayed very strong hands, especially in contested catch situations. So no, I am not concerned even a little bit really at this point. That's fair. Me neither. I, I do think it's noteworthy. Yeah. And, and you know who it's noteworthy for is Jamar Chase and the, and the, and the coaches because the coaches are going to sit there and say, you can't drop passes, Jamar. What are you doing? And, yeah. and they can get on him for it. And, you know, early bug in his ear, put the work in, get it done, get it fixed, go forward. Not a long term concern, but a motivational tool, I think, for coaches and for Jamar early on. If, if you really want to dig in and really grasp for some meaning there, there you go. And like I said, he had plenty of nice catches too. It wasn't just drop central, right? And uh, you you mentioned it, the fact that he stayed with Burrow after practice, certainly a good sign uh, of getting back in sync with QB1. All right, let's get to some good news and we'll stick with receivers. I promise we're going to get uh, to the offensive line in just a minute, but T Higgins looks big and not bad big, like stronger, tougher, uh, you know, just as fast from the the little that he did get up the speed that I saw. So it's not like he looks slower, but just in, in photos. And I went back and watched some video 
that I had in photos. And I just think he is a bigger human than he was. Uh, rumor has it that he hasn't gained weight, which I think is good because you don't want him to lose the speed that he does have because he's not a speedster. But I certainly think he's got more lean muscle and is uh, is much more of an NFL type body now than he was a year ago. And he's just so young, James, 22 years old, turned 22 in January, listed at 6'4", 216. And it would make sense that if you're 216 at wide receiver, you don't necessarily need to add weight at that point and may even be undesirable to do so unless you're Megatron, unless you're Calvin Johnson and you have just insane physical tools. And I think T does have a good set of physical tools. I think we might even see a slightly more athletic version of T Higgins this year if his hamstring is 100% healthy. So great to hear that he came into camp in good shape. And I noticed that too a little bit. He looks like he's turning into a man a little bit. I mean, think back to when you were 21, 22 years old, James, how much you're still growing into your adult body at that point in your life. Even if you did have a Clemson weight program, a Clemson conditioning program, it's a different beast in the NFL. You often see this leap, especially for young players going from year one to year two. So I'll take it, man. I, I'm a big fan of T. Higgins. I am excited to see what he does, and I just hope that hamstring stays healthy and he can have a fully healthy year and, and put up those numbers that I know he was so close to and really wanted to get to last year. Let's switch gears, Jake, and talk about an offensive lineman that we haven't really discussed much. And I thought I noticed it on Tuesday during camp, and then I talked with Dave Lapham, and he said the same thing, so I certainly noticed it in the offensive line when we're across the field. But Michael Jordan has kind of done the opposite of T. Higgins, where he's he's leaned out some. It looks like he's in better shape. So I don't mean the opposite, like he's gotten in worse shape. He's gotten in better shape as well. But from a, a body composition standpoint, looks leaner, which in turn would make him hopefully more explosive, more athletic. And maybe stronger. And look, I get it. No one wants Michael Jordan necessarily starting on this offensive line. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. But I think you and I both agree that he was thrust into a role that he was too young and not ready for. It sounds like he's taking it pretty serious and his body's ready to go. Who knows? He might be fighting for a roster spot, but it's a good sign. If Michael Jordan's dropped 10 to 15 pounds and, and has leaned up and, and still has the strength that he's had in the past. Yeah, I mean, if he still has the strength, for sure. I don't think that it could hurt. But for Mike Jordan, it's not that I think people don't want him to start. It's that you don't want the version of him we've seen to be a starting offensive lineman in front of Joe Burrow. I don't have anything against Mike Jordan winning a starting job. If that happens because he plays really well in the preseason and he has a great camp and he's turning the corner and he put a lot of work in in the offseason fine. I mean, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. This is another young player turned 23 in January, like D Higgins came into the league just after he turned 21. So you don't necessarily expect a guy like that when he enters the league to be ready, especially when the pedigree isn't great. Like he was a fourth round pick for a reason kind of thing. So, you know, you hope for the best for Mike Jordan. You hope that this is going to be part of the turnaround for him. And you take some good news for him, right? He had a tough time last year and you hope he put in the work in the offseason to take a step and at the very least be a quality depth piece for this team. Coming up next, James, let's talk salary cap a little bit as the Bengals have some extensions they're probably going to try to get done 
before training camp. Rock Auto has all the parts you need to keep your car on the road if you're the kind of person that likes to do your maintenance yourself or even if you're buying parts to take to your mechanic to save a little money. Rock Auto will have low prices for you and they're going to have parts for pretty much every make and model out there. They will have you covered. They're a family-run business. They've been selling auto parts online for years. They're experienced. And the best part about it is their simple, easy-to-use website is available to you from your home. No going out to the store, waiting for the front desk worker to type in your make and model and your year. Just doing what you could do right at home by yourself on rockauto.com. Go check out all the parts available for your car or truck right now. And when you find what you need and you check out, make sure you tell them Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Jake, we all know Joe Burrow, obviously a leader in the locker room, but a guy that's emerged really over the past year plus, Jesse Bates. Obviously on the field, he had a career year last season, but now he's the Bengals representative for the NFLPA, clearly a leader and probably the face of that defense. And it feels like you got Joe Burrow on one side, long-term, you hope, and Jesse Bates on the other as your sort of one-two punch, both 24-year-olds, both guys you can build around is not only great players, but leaders. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Love that for Jesse Bates. And I, and I think that's pretty obvious. And I love that he's embracing the leadership role because he's been that guy. The way we talk about Joe Burrow being that guy on the offensive side of the ball, Jesse Bates has been that guy on the defensive side of the ball. And the way that I don't really feel like they've had that kind of leader for a while on that side of the ball. Am I missing somebody? I mean, Carlos Dunlap to some degree was a leader before Lou Anarumo comes along. Maybe, you know, Vontez Perfect maybe had a year or two where he was a leader for Marvin Lewis. I mean, who's the last great leader of a Bengals defense that really comes to mind for you, James? Oh, man. I really, it's so tough. I mean, I, I guess from a, a lead by example type, but not a verbal, like Leon Hall. But that's a guy that's like leading by example. And if I wasn't as, like, I, I don't think the general fan would say that, right? And and so it's tough. Like, that's the thing is the, the old generation was molded. Like Adam Jones was a leader in the locker room. <laughs> and that's good and bad, right? And there was a lot of bad that came with the good. And so, yeah, Bates has a chance to do something that really the Bengals probably haven't had defensively. You know, maybe you could go back a long ways. And and I don't want to go too far back because I'm probably missing someone. But uh, it, it has been a while that they've had a player of that caliber that's also buttoned up, mature, and, and willing to step up. And again, he's just 24 years old, which I, I can't articulate enough because that's he's still a baby right in the grand scheme of things but he, he's certainly mature beyond his years 
another player that the Bengals brought into the league at 21 years old. I mean, what about Damata Pecco, right? In terms of a mm. fierce leader in the locker room, sure. maybe not the, the talent level of a Jesse Bates, at least many years in Cincinnati. And I think that's what makes Jesse Bates all the more impressive is the combination of the skill where Bengals fans and observers rightfully believe that he's one of, if not the best free safety in football right now. And also the, the leadership with getting training camp going, talking to the coaches, being the liaison to the NFLPA is a real welcome transformation for Jesse Bates. And Jesse Bates going into the last year of his deal, this is an extension that you would have to think the Bengals want to get done. And in Bengals fashion, it'll probably get done either right before or going into training camp. A lot of deals for the Bengals get done around that time, usually a little bit after OTAs. So we'll see if that pattern holds up this year. And the good news, I guess, for the Bengals and many NFL teams, not that the Bengals have a cap issue. The Bengals are going to be able to fit Jesse Bates into their cap no matter what, but some peace of mind for the entire league with the NFLPA and NFL setting a salary cap ceiling for next year at $208.2 million. And I did a little bit of research about this, James, because I was curious about why they set a ceiling and not a floor. That seemed like a strange thing to agree on first. But the reason for this is because they couldn't make some benefit payments. And the NFLPA is apparently responsible for this. They couldn't make some benefit payments in 2020 due to budget shortfalls due to COVID. And so pretty much what they're saying is they're going to slowly try to pay those back over time. But if the calculated salary cap ends up coming in above $208 million, they're going to use any of that excess money, any excess revenue to pay back those uh, those benefits that they were unable to pay in 2020. So that's why they're setting a ceiling first. And what that tells us is it gives you a framework. It gives you a number. Maybe the salary cap doesn't quite reach that level, but I would venture to guess that the NFL will have a massive bounce back season from a revenue perspective with people being deprived of their in-person football experiences last year. And we'll see the salary cap hit that 208. And apparently Joel Corey, a noted salary cap expert, was speculating on a podcast that that salary cap might go up to $295 million, nearly $300 million in 2023 when that new TV money hits. So when you think about an extension for Jesse Bates in this context, do whatever you want because money's coming, baby. It's not going to be an issue. Extend, extend, make trades, get aggressive. See, what you just told me, oh man, we got all this th these assets, right? If I'm the Bengals, I'm like, all right, let's get it done. So yeah, I completely agree with you. And you, you take that in consideration with a lot of these, these players that they have come because barring something unforeseen, there are a lot of guys that you're going to want to extend over the next few years that are part of your young core. And by the next few years, I mean, let's say the next three to four years, right? It's not just a Jesse Bates and a Sam Hubbard this year. The Bengals have actually drafted relatively well. Like if Jonah Williams plays well this year, not only are they going to want to take his uh, and pick up his fifth year option, but they're going to keep him long term. Right. And yeah, you can't say the same necessarily about Drew Sample and Jermaine Pratt from the same draft class, but Williams is certainly there. You, you got Joe Burrow, uh, who, good God, if the salary cap's $300 million, what are quarterbacks going to make? T. Higgins is is going to get paid. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 
when he comes up, that'll be his last probably big deal of his career in a couple of years. So that's another guy that maybe you look to extend sooner rather than later. I don't know that they would necessarily do that with Higgins and Chase, but if the cap is going to go that high, maybe you need to think long term in that sense and figure out who you can get ahead of from an organizational standpoint and lock up so you're not paying that much more a year later because of the cap shift. Yeah, I think that's challenging. I'm not even sure when some of these extensions can happen because I know you you, you have to wait until a certain point in rookie deals. Like I think I think that you, you have to at least go three years, but I, I could be wrong about that. I guess I should look into that and get back to our listeners and verify what those restrictions are. But yeah, I mean, good news for the Bengals, good news for all NFL teams, really. I mean, really, this means a return to normalcy, a return to some sort of planning for teams for next year. I I think something that really handicapped both players, agents, and GMs was not really knowing what the cap was going to look like this year. I mean, until until the very last minute. And the fact that we already have an idea of what it could look like next year will be a boon to really every front office and every agent. Now, all these players that took the one-year deals, hey, good idea. Because the cap's going up about $30 million, right? in the next year. And so you have a chance to cash in and you make a great point as well, James, about some of those future extensions for some of the younger players on this team that we've talked about. And, and that Joe Burrow contract, man, I, I mean, he has a chance him and him and Herbert, I guess at this point you would say have a chance to become the highest paid players in NFL history for, for some amount of time before the cap just goes up even more. And the other thing here, let's just tie it to the division. If you're a Bengals fan, you want the Ravens to wait now on Lamar Jackson. Kick the can down the line. You want the Browns to wait so they have to pay even more. And if you're the fans of those respective teams, obviously you'd probably want the deal to get done sooner so it's not as as crazy because those deals could look like steals in, in a year's time if the salary cap really does go up that high. Patrick Mahomes' deal, Dak Prescott's <sighs> deal, they're going to look a lot more reasonable in just a couple of years. Coming up next, let's talk about a minor deal. The Bengals make a waiver claim of a guy that I actually have on my shadow team, James. He was an undrafted free agent that I added to my shadow team in 2020. We'll get into Joe Batchy coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs are here. Can LeBron go back to back? Well, you can bet on it right now plus nhl maybe you want to get the over under on bengals wins for the 2021 season joe burrow comeback player of the year action you can do it all at betonline.ag don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get in on the action and win big so go to betonline.ag right now and when you sign up for free and you go to make that first deposit make sure you use promo code locked on you're going to get a 50 percent welcome bonus that's free money baby Again, promo code locked on at betonline.ag, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 
The Bengals added a linebacker on Wednesday afternoon when they claimed Joe Batchy, second-year backer from the Philadelphia Eagles. Batchy was an undrafted free agent out of Michigan State last offseason. He signed with the New Orleans Saints, was on New Orleans' practice squad, and then he got picked up by the Eagles on December 7th of last season, appeared in four games, made a couple of tackles. And Jake, this is a guy that you studied a a decent amount during the pre-draft process. I don't know about studied a decent amount, but, you know, I was aware of his existence. I, I had him on our list of linebackers. The Bengals had contact with him in the pre-draft process. So in that sense, sure, I, I studied him, if that's what you mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, more familiar with him than me, because I'll be honest, I learned about Joe Batchy the moment the release came down into my email that the Bengals had acquired Joe Batchy. He was a guy I thought the Bengals might look at in one of the late rounds last year. Marcus Bailey was a guy they did not have pre-draft contact with by comparison. And we actually liked Marcus Bailey's tape a little bit better than Joe Batchy's as I look back at our grades from last year. But the production profile, pretty good. The athletic testing, pretty good. Doesn't necessarily play at quite the athleticism level that he tested at, but tested really well. A little bit undersized, 6'1", 230 pounds. So you would hope that he actually would play up to that athleticism number at that weight. But he is an undrafted free agent that I prioritize for my shadow team as well. You look back to Dane Brugler's draft guide. Dane had a fifth round grade on him, liked his competitive spirit, liked the the blue collar linebacker. I mean, prototypical blue collar Midwest linebacker, right? Grew up uh, in Ohio was an Ohio State fan, ends up going to Michigan State instead. So there are some limitations to his game. Certainly, that's why he's an undrafted free agent. And part of the reason for that is because of his tape, it always is. But he also had a PED suspension. He was suspended for the final five games of Michigan State's 2019 season. When he was a team captain, he was actually team captain in 2018 and 2019 for the Spartans and you don't always see those guys get suspended. So that is too bad. According to uh, Mike D'Antonio, his former coach, he was an extra coach on the field for the defense. So it sounds like he's a very smart player. He hit productivity thresholds that the Bengals would look for. He hit most of the athleticism thresholds. Although again, it doesn't show up on tape as much as you would like. And the Bengals were relatively thin at this spot. So it does make sense that they would add to their linebacker depth, add some competition, add a camp body. I think this makes a world of sense in that regard. This is a guy, again, that the Bengals had some interest in in the pre-draft process. So they had an opportunity here to bring him in when they have a chance for him to actually compete and, and try to make this roster, make this practice squad. A couple other positions where we still might expect them to see a transaction of some sort it wouldn't surprise me to see them add a speedy wide receiver with some returnability to the wide receiver room. Wouldn't surprise me if they added some depth on the offensive line. Those are still the positions that I'm watching for, but linebacker certainly was one that doesn't particularly surprise me. So on Wednesday, the Bengals add another football coach's son in Joe Batchy, a multi-sport high school athlete who ended up being a little bit athletically limited at the next level. And they'll see if they can get anything out of him. They'll see if 
they can leverage his awareness, his intelligence, his toughness, his competitiveness into being anything of use, maybe a special teamer, maybe a rotational backer, or maybe just a guy to fill in the back of the roster in the practice squad. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. As always, we're back tomorrow with our weekend mailbag. So make sure you get those questions in at Locked On Bengals on Twitter when we put a thread up asking for your questions. Until then, Bengals fans, make sure you follow the podcast everywhere you get your podcast. We do know that iTunes has had some issues lately. So if you're listening on iTunes and you don't see an episode, I would encourage you to check out some of the other platforms just in case. We do appreciate your consistent listening to the podcast. And until tomorrow's mailbag, who day and have a good one. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.